This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Pastor Ray's eye-opening study on the Church of the Book of Acts, that church of early believers following Pentecost and the arrival of the Holy Spirit, begins by recording that miracles, signs, and wonders were everyday events. This was the birth of the New Testament church. It was designed by God and meant to be an example of how all future churches should operate, including daily miracles, signs, and wonders. Yet despite God's commands and design, these events that glorify God are clearly not the norm in most modern-day churches. Why are we not seeing them in our churches on a weekly basis? Pastor boldly declares that in order for God to show the world who He is and that He will do exactly what He says He'll do, the modern church must first bring back miracles, signs, and wonders as a testament to God's glory. Only then can we stand in the authority He has given us. I love the book of Acts because the book of Acts is really the birth of the New Testament church. The book of Acts shows us exactly what was going on in the, in the New Testament church and uh, the, the miracles. They, we call it the, the Acts of the uh, Apostles, but I really would rather recognize the book of Acts as the Acts of the Holy Spirit because it is and it shows the demonstration of the Holy Spirit, all that he did, all the miracles that he wrought, all the way that he worked through the, the church. Now, the interesting thing about the book of Acts is that there is no end to the book of Acts. There is no amen to it, no end to it. The book of Acts just ends, you know, in the last chapter, but the book of Acts really continues in the modern day church, has continued over the generations right to this modern day church. So we are, say we are, an extension of the book of Acts. See, God is still doing miracles. God is still doing signs. God is still doing wonders. God is still working so miraculously and so wonderfully through the church. And uh, I'm going to live to my dying day to just declare and to, to, to speak to everyone and anyone who will listen to me, whoever God will bring across my path, uh, declaring the wonderful things that God is doing because God is doing some awesome and wonderful things in the church. Everybody give me an amen on that. Now, 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 some would say that miracles, signs, and wonders stopped with the last apostle. Well, there is no proof, no evidence of that. As a matter of fact, if you've been around if you've done any reading, if you've done any studying, if you've done any watching, if you have watched any other uh, ministries or churches around the world today, you will know, you would know that God is very much alive and God is very much doing miracles, signs, and wonders through the church today. God is still the same God. Now, thank God the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There is no change. So the same miracles that Jesus is doing 2,000 years ago, he is still doing today and he will still do tomorrow until the day of his coming and the world comes to an end and we're all in heaven with Jesus forever. 
But until that day, the same miracles that Jesus did then, he is still doing today. The only thing that holds us back is our understanding of how God operates. The only thing that holds us back is our faith or our lack of faith in some areas. If we understand, if we know, if we, we recognize that, that God is still doing these miracles and we can see through the word and we have the proof from the word that God is still doing and wanting to do these miracles, then we can see miracles happen in uh, our day and age. And we ought to be seeing miracles. God is still doing miracles in this day and in this age and in this hour. And um, so the book of Acts shows us the, the miracles that God is, is doing. And I really believe that we need miracles. We need signs. We need wonders. We need to prove to the world that God is who he is and God will do what he said he would do. And, and we also need to, to teach people how to rise. Now listen, here's the word because I want to talk about this a little bit. We need to teach people how to rise up and stand firm in the authority that God has given to us in and through the name, the precious name the name that is above every name, that at the sound of the name, everything in the heavens and everything on the earth and everything beneath the earth must bow. The name of Jesus, everybody say Jesus. This is the authority that we have in the name of Jesus. So I want to take our attention for a little while and go over to the book of Acts and let's just look at an account here in chapter three. There's so much to say. And there's so much to teach in this book. But let, I'm just jumping around as the Holy Ghost is leading me. In, Acts, in the book of Acts chapter 3, now let's get, let's, let's get excited about it. Let's get our faith up. Well, the devil would want to keep us in the dark. The devil would want to keep us blinded. The devil would want to keep us ignorant. Because the only way he can steal from us and rob from us is through our ignorance of God's word. When we understand and we know God's word and we understand our authority then we can stand tall and stand tough and fight our battle and know that we know that we know that God is backing us up with his word and what he said will come to pass in our lives. I will have nothing less. How about you? I want everything that God has already given. I want, and I want to tell the world. I want to tell the world about what Jesus is doing, what he wants to do and what he will do in anyone who will dare to believe him. I said, anyone who will dare to believe him. So here in the book of Acts in chapter three, it says, now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. Now, let me just say this. Can I just say something? If we're going to see miracles, if we're going to see signs and wonders. Here, now look, listen to me. It's time for us to get back to prayer. Every great move that God will do, every great revival, every great move, every great demonstrate, all was birthed and bathed in prayer. You read about the great men of God. You know, we, we want to see the days of Smith Wigglesworth. We want to see the miracles of Catherine Coleman. We, we want to see, you know, some of, the, some of the great people. But I'm going to tell you what, these great people also had great prayer lives. Before every great move of God, before every great demonstration of God, there's going to be a great a time of prayer and seeking God. That's why I don't understand that and I'll just, I don't, I don't want to put a heavy on anybody, but, but I'm the pastor and I can do that because I'll, I'll, I'll tear you open and I'll put you back together, I promise, before the night's over. But I don't understand why not everybody comes out on the Tuesday night, the first Tuesday night of the month to pray. You know what it tells me? It says people aren't really praying or they're not really believing that prayer is going to change anything. 
Because if you believe, it's like, it's like the pastor, and you heard this probably, but I'm going to tell you again, it's a stale old joke, but some of you probably never heard it. It's like the pastor who called, uh, this pastor was in this community and they were having a drought. And it was a serious drought. The crops were drying up. The corn was drying up. Everything was drying up. And the people were like, you know, they were, it was a farming community and the people were losing money and, and having a really rough time. So the pastor said, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have a prayer, and prayer meeting on Tuesday night. We're going to pray for rain. We want everybody to come praying. Well, the people came. They gathered in, in the sanctuary. They're all, you know, there. The pastor got up and he looked around and he said, that's it. I'm sorry. The prayer meeting is canceled. And everybody's like, oh, why? He said, because not a one of you came with an umbrella tonight. I mean, if you're going to come expect it, I mean, if you really believe that your prayer is going to change something, you're going you're, you're to act as if it's already done. You're expecting it. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. Now, now, now see, he says that they were, they were on their way to prayer. Well, this teaches me something about Peter and John. They were men of prayer. And if we expect to see God do something, if we expect to see the power, if we expect to see the breakthrough, then we're going to have to uh, commit ourselves to being men and women of prayer. Come on, give me a better amen than that. And notice that, that they weren't just, they went to the prayer meeting because they were going to the temple. It's because somebody said, well, I pray at home. Oh, no, you don't. You're just lying. Who are you kidding? You pray when you remember to pray. Who, who are you kidding? See, they, they went to the prayer meeting because it said that it was the, it was the time of prayer and, and it was the hour of prayer. And, and they got together and they joined together and they went to the temple to pray. There's something about the body of Christ coming together in unity in the house of God and lifting up their prayers together in unity. One will chase a thousand and two will put 10,000 to flight. There's something about the agreement of prayer. Now, most of us will get an agreement when something is wrong in our lives. Now, most of us will run to the prayer meeting when we get a bad report. When something awful happens, we lose our job, we go to the doctor and get a bad, that's the time we're going to go to prayer. But notice that, that that's not, they were, this was their custom. It even says about Jesus in the gospels that he was in the temple as it was his custom to be in the temple. In other words, he didn't go to church just when he had trouble. He went to church whether he felt like it or not whether the music was good or not, whether there was a program that he liked or not, he went to church. That was his custom. In other words, he got into the habit of going to church. Some of us have to get into the habit of going to church. It has to be habit. Sunday comes, we're going to church. Thursday night comes, we're I don't know why, you know, I mean, thank God we, we get pretty good numbers on Thursday night, more, better than we used to. Some years ago, man, I was so frustrated. I almost canceled midweek service and nobody wants to come. I'm preparing and praying and seeking and doing and preparing and praying. And, you know, just a handful of people show up. What am I doing? Thank God that, that I don't know, something happened, something broke. And, and now we get, you know, we get good crowds. But I don't understand why the church isn't as full on a Thursday night as it is on a Sunday. We have too many convenient. Now, listen, we cry, oh, God, do miracles. Oh, God, do wonders. Oh, God, do signs. You know. You know, Joshua, when God spoke to Joshua and said, get the people ready because I'm about to do miracles. I'm going to do, I'm going to do a miracle for them. He, he got up and he said, sanctify yourselves. In other words, get ready. Clean yourselves up. Get rid of all the junk. Get rid of the bad habits. Get, get, get your ear back in tune with God. Get ready. Somebody say, get ready. 
there has to be some passion. There has to be some, 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 you know, emotion behind it. Like, yeah, I'm going to church and I'm going to pray down hell's gates. I, I don't know. Listen, I don't understand why this blockade is coming to my life. I don't understand why this, this is hard. This, this, this time in my life is hard, but I'm telling you, what, I'm going to pray this thing down. I'm not coming off up from my knees until this goes down before me. Come on, somebody. They, 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 they were going to pray and we got to get back to praying. I said, we've got to get back to praying. There's not going to be any move of the spirit. There's not going to be any great revival. There isn't going to be any great outpouring of God's spirit until we begin to hunger for it. And prayer is one of the ways that we demonstrate our hunger to God. I didn't mean to go this way, but I'm going to go this way. I need some of you to show up once a month on Tuesday night. We used to do every, every week Tuesday night. I had to cancel it. Nobody showed up. So I'm not, going, I'm not going to be here by myself. I can pray at home in the comfort of my living room. So I stopped praying. Uh, you know, so now we reduce it to once, once a month, first Tuesday of every month. And, uh, you know, and, and, and if, we're, if we're really... If we're really going to expect God to do something, then we've got to get back to prayer. We need to be a praying church because God will do miracles when we get down on our knees and begin to pray and barrage heaven with our prayers. God will, God will answer with miracles, signs, wonders, demonstrations. Somebody give me a better amen than that. Man, out of that one verse, look, I preached for 15 minutes. How do you like that? Didn't even get on to the next verse. Anyway, a certain a man lame from his mother's womb, now notice he was lame from his mother's womb, was carried whom they laid daily at the, at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of those who entered the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked for alms and fixing his eyes on him with John and Peter said, uh, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to re- receive something from them. And verse six, then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have or what I do have, I give to you. And he said, in the name, everybody say the name, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Right. Rise up and walk. Now, you have to understand something, that these were guys that were previously hiding behind closed doors for fear of the Jews. And it wasn't until they received the experience of the baptism of the Holy Ghost when they were all together in the upper room, 120 of them hiding behind locked doors that the Holy Ghost came upon them and overshadowed them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues, blew open the door, ran out into the streets and all of their fears dissipated and went away. Why? Because the power came upon them. And now we see this in, in chapter three. Not only did the power come upon them, but now they understand that the authority came on them too. So now you put the power with the authority and that equals miracles. So now they come up against this man at the gate beautiful who's lame. Now notice he didn't just you know, fall and break his leg. This is a guy who was born all twisted up. So much so that he couldn't walk. They had to carry him and put him there. So Peter and John come by, and as, as we just read, he, the man looks at him and says, you know, give me something. Peter and John say, what, 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 <laughs> what you think you need, we don't have. But what you really need that maybe you don't even know you can have, we do have. 
we got the power and we got the name and in the power and in the name of Jesus Christ, get up from your sick position and rise up and begin to walk. And guess what happened? He got up and he began to walk. Now notice that he took them, Peter and John took him by the hand. Sometimes, you know, if you're going to get somebody a miracle, you got to give them a little nudge. Sometimes it's not their faith because this was not their faith. This was not, I'm sorry, the layman's faith that got him walking. This was Peter and John's faith that got, got this layman walking. So he's sitting there looking at him, still wondering, where's the gold and the silver? And Peter and John, the heck with the gold and silver. Give me your hand, sucker. Rise up and walk. Says, we, we don't have time to wait for you to get it. Just get up. Sometimes you got to jolt people into a miracle. <laughs> you got to jump start it. Just like putting the cables on the battery. The battery's dead in one car. You get a lively car. You get a car that has a live battery. How many live batteries do I have here tonight? <laughs> Come on, how many live batteries do I have here tonight? You got to get a live battery to take a little bit of what you have and put it on the dead battery and jump start it. Get up. Now, now sometimes I, I've helped some people. You know, now, now this goes this goes a little different way, but but I think it it'll it, 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 it'll make sense. Sometimes I, I've ministered to people, you know, and they're just feeling down and blue and blah blah blah. They may not be you know lame like this man was lame, but they're lame in another way. They got a lame personality, a lame attitude, a lame life. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? And you see, you can get down there with them. You say, "Oh, you poor thing, poor baby. Let me just pat you on the head." Or sometimes you got to take your hand of authority and you got to pull them out of their sad state and say, enough is enough. Get up and walk now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. And, and sometimes you'll get physical healing and sometimes you'll get emotional healing. And so, you, you know, you're not going to get anywhere just sitting in that state. And that's one of the things that we, we must learn as believers. You know, you can't just get down where people are and, you know, get as low as they are. I mean, we need to have compassion. We need to have love. But love sometimes needs to take a firm hand of authority. Uh, it seems like I'm getting away, but we'll, we'll get back to it. You understand what I'm saying? Understand where I'm coming from. Because you have the faith. You have the anointing. You have the power. And sometimes you've got to jump someone else. Peter and John jump-started this guy by saying, come on now, we don't have time here. Grabbed his hand and said, get up in the name of Jesus. And he got up from his state and he began to walk. And as he took him by, verse 7, took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. So he, the crippled man, leaping up, stood up and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. My God. My God, I am waiting for the day. Now, I've seen miracles. I've seen signs. I've seen wonders. I've, I've seen different things. And I've been blessed to, you know, be able to pray for some along the course of my life that have received help in the physical area. Not as much as I would like to see it. And I'm believing for a day when we will see, you know, miracles like this happen right here in this. How many of you are with me? Come on, let's get our hunger. We're not going to see it until we get hungry for it. We need to get hungry for it. We need to pray for it. We need to, we need to barrage heaven with everything we have, crying out to God with a, with, with a heart that is sincere wanting. And I have been, I have to be honest with you, I've been just crying out to God. I'm so tired of hearing the bad reports, precious people that are going through suffering and going through physical ills. I'm tired of hearing about it. And all day long, all week long, Betsy will tell you and 
the others that work. All day long, we get all these reports of this one and that one, who's got cancer, who's had an accident, who's got this, who's got that. I'll tell you what, enough is enough is enough is enough is enough. How many of you are with me? I, I, I just believe God's word. I have believed God's word all these years. Everything I am, everything I have, every place I am in today has been just by believing God's word and practicing it to the best of my ability. And I believe that every promise in the word will come to pass if we take that attitude and we take that position and we keep on pressing on. I believe it with everything I, I have in me. I'm not, I, I, you know, uh, uh, can I, can I just, can I just talk for a minute? Can we, can we just talk for a minute? I mean, I, I, I'm believing for a day when, when church will be open every night and masses of people, not just, not just a few hungry ones, but masses of people will gather to come and receive from God. I'm just dreaming. Can I dream with you? Can, 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 will you allow yourself to just dream with me? A day where, where there's just such power and anointing coming out that people will come to receive what they need and what they want from God. I believe it can be like that. That's how it was in the book of Acts. These people had church all the time. If you read, if you, if you stop, if you just go backwards, it says in verse 40 of chapter two, it says with many other words, they testified and exhorted them saying, be safe in this perverse generation. And notice verse 42, it says, um, well, actually verse 41 says, and those who gladly received his word, not everyone's gonna gladly receive our word, but we're gonna give it out and whoever gladly receives it will be blessed who doesn't, there's nothing I can do for them. But those who gladly received the word were baptized and that day about 3,000 souls were added to, to, to them or to the church. The ch- church grew by 3,000 souls. Now listen to verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. In other words, they came and they continued to learn and to be taught by the apostles and fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Notice, notice what their activity was. These miracles and signs just didn't come because they came. They came because these were hungry people who continued steadfastly. Notice, steadfastly, not unfaithfully, not occasionally, but steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. That means the teaching of the apostles. The apostles taught them and they were listening and learning and, and the fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. And it says, then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Glory to God. These people were having church. They weren't just coming and singing a few songs, clapping their hands, doing patty cake a few times and and saying, hallelujah, we had church. I mean, these people came and they came, they came expecting, they came listening, they came with their Bible. Well, you see, they didn't have a Bible, but let's just translate into modern day church. They came with their Bibles under their arm. They came with their highlighters in their notebook with an attentive ear, not a suspicious attitude. Well, what are you going to teach me now? Let me teach you something. No, they came and they submitted to the authority of the apostle. Glory to God. They learned something from the apostles. Some of us have got to stop contesting and sit back and listen and learn something. And it says, as a result, I mean, there's a lot to teach in that one verse right there. Let me tell you, I could preach on that for a while. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine fellowship. That means they were loving one another. If there's going to be miracle signs and wonders, there has to be great love one for the other. 
Love is the basis upon which miracles and signs and wonders in a house of miracles will be built. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.